Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Man, we get to hear from Gator great linebacker Mike Peterson as he makes his return to Gainesville for Billy Napier's first staff here, coaching those outside linebackers. And they are now what they call the jack position, not the buck anymore. They're going to call it the jack under Patrick Tony's defense. So great to hear from him. Glad he's back in Gainesville. And we also hear from Britton Cox on his return uh, to Gainesville for one more season, hopefully to put it all together in his final go around in college football. So really jam packed episode here from uh, the defensive side. Again, we've been focused on that defensive side of the football uh, right here on Gators Breakdown, and that's what you know. The Florida sending us with these uh, sound bites, all these interviews, all these media sessions, been focused on the defense a whole lot lately. So good to hear, good to hear from Mike Peterson and Britton Cox, and had a lot of good things to say. They really did have a lot of good things to say. So before we get into it, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Leave those comments, whatever you hear right here on Gators Breakdown. If you got something to say, leave it in the comments section. You can do it right here on YouTube or put it out there on social media. You can follow us on Twitter. That's, of course, me, at GatorDave underscore SEC, at Gators Breakdown as well. And check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. All right, let's get started with Mike Peterson and kind of the story of his return to Gainesville. Yeah, it was a real simple process. You know, um, I think last year when, when everything went down, you know, I was, I kind of seen it, seen it happen. I, I can't, even, you know, I can't lie about that. I seen it happen. And then, you know, the thing, of, you know, the, the crazy part about it, you know, I had, I had a great relationship with my guys up there. I, you know, I had made a lot of friends up there. So it's kind of one of those, those moments where I hope I get a call, but if I do, it's going to be really, really hard because it's going to be hard for me to say no. Um, you know, so it was, you know, it happened quick. You know, he called and we, you know, the, we both knew, we had mutual friends. Um, I, and I, I did my homework on him and I'm sure, pretty sure he did his homework on me. And um, 
it was an easy, simple process, man. This is home, man. So it was it wasn't too much, you know, the other the other place could say or do to keep me there. You know, this is home. It's home. We're glad to have him home. And look, he probably and he, and he said, look, we could kind of I could kind of see it from afar of what was happening in Gainesville. Uh, and look, he played a part in that. You know, that Florida South Carolina game, Florida goes to South Carolina and gets and gets whooped. And South Carolina's defense plays pretty good versus Florida's offense that night. And Mike Peterson has a has a big part to deal with that. And you can he he could probably tell, hey, things things not so rosy in Gainesville right now. So yeah, he could say he said. He could see it from afar and what was happening in Gainesville. He was keeping an eye on it. During AP Get Tired, opportunity to come on staff, and here he is in Gainesville. So, of course, he'll share linebacker duties with Jay Bateman, uh, is Peterson. Peterson will be coaching the outside linebackers, Bateman the inside linebackers. And look, always good. You can get a qualified coach. That's a former player. I know a lot of people love, hey, let's go hire this former player. Let's go hire that former player. They, they, they still got to be qualified. I mean, one of the most – ridiculous notions I keep hearing out there a lot of the time when there's a staff opening. I'll go hire Tim Tebow as a quarterback coach. Why? First of all, he doesn't want to. Second of all, what qualifications does he have? You want his first quarterback coaching job to be in Gainesville? And look, this is not a knock on Tim Tebow. Not, not at all. But we hear that way too much. No, go get me a qualified coach. Mike Peterson's a qualified coach. He has a track record in the SEC. So like when he was so like I said, a qualified former player coach. That's what you want, not just to go pick a former player just for the sake of doing so. Um, I remember when Peterson was hired, Jacksonville four-star linebacker Grayson Howard reached out to me as soon as Peterson was hired, and he told me how much he loved it. Uh, was a big reason that he had interest in South Carolina. So hopefully, pays dividends on the recruiting trail as well. Uh, not the first time I've shared that bit of information, but as a reminder, if you haven't heard that before, uh, kind of uh, the, the other side of it there, uh, your big-time linebacker uh, in, in, in the 2023 class, Grayson Howard, four-star from Jacksonville, local. You want to go recruit Jacksonville better? Well, there's an inroad already with Mike Peterson and Howard there. So hopefully that ends up paying off in the end. And um, let's see. Will Muschamp hired Peterson back at South Carolina. He was there for six seasons as a position coach. And this is what I'm talking about, the experience and why you want a qualified coach. Uh, recently coached uh, Kingsley Enigbare. He's developed into an all-SEC player. You've had a few other players get drafted uh, under tutelage from Peterson. So getting an alum with SEC experience is a welcome addition for Napier's first staff. And you can hear from Peterson just how appreciative he is to be back home, be back in Gainesville. And his his coaching kind of goes back to, to calling plays for Jacksonville when he was a linebacker for the, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL, defensive coordinator Mike Smith. And he, he would present – Peterson would present the defense. He would help make calls. Uh, so falling into coaching, which is kind of a natural progression for Mike Peterson. So get started there with former Gator head coach Will Muschamp when he goes to South Carolina, brings Peterson on staff, built his way up, and now here he is in Gainesville. So that position he coaches, the outside linebacker, we've known it as the buck the last few years. But here's Mike position or Mike Peterson on that position and some of the players involved. 
Right now, we call him the Jack. You know, it's kind of it's kind of growing on me right now. Uh, they call him the Jack Boys, is what I was calling. You know, some of the coaches was calling us um, but um, uh, it's a combination of a guy who you're gonna see him blitz a lot. You're gonna see him drop in the coverage. You're gonna see him play the run. Um, you know, as a college kid, I would say it's an ideal position that I would love to come play in. You know, where I can pretty much showcase my skills and do a lot of things. What do you think about Brent Cox getting him back this year? How much of a discussion did you have with him about coming back? And what do you think about getting a coach him? Um, I'm excited. Um, you know, he, you know, actually not just Britain, but um, all my guys. You know, the first thing I did, I wanted, I actually I did it when I first got here is that, you know, I wanted to get all the contacts of my guys. I got all those guys. I reached out to them and actually took them out and, and I wanted to, you know, introduce myself and kind of, you know, build that relationship. And, and Britton was the, you know, he was one of the first ones that came up to, to the meeting room. We sighed and we talked for a while. You know, I wanted, I wanted him to, to get to know me and I wanted to get him to know him as well. You know, I've been watching him for a while. I actually recruited him when he was coming out. So I was familiar with him. Um, so I'm excited um, to get out there on the field and, and, you know, and let him do his thing. What's the key for him to take his game to the next level this year? Uh, right now, we're just, we're just working on, you know, he, he has all the skills. You know, he can, he, this guy's strong, he's powerful, he can run, he can rush the passer, you know. Right now, my thing, my thing is to kind of, you know, polish his game help him learn the game you know it's so many things that goes into football you know everybody think you get out there and I just run around and make plays and always so many it's so many things you know you you can talk about you know taking care of your body um away from football you know um you know building his brand up you know um you know what do you want to be after football you know so I'm not you know I don't I don't come in and say uh I'm coach Peterson now I play a lot of roles for them guys and there we go good summary there of the position some of the players, specifically Brenton Cox, calling that outside linebacker role that we used to call the buck under Todd Grantham, now calling it the jack, rush the quarterback, drop in coverage, stop the run. And we know Florida didn't have much of an issue creating sacks before. You guys know if you listen to me, I'd like to see it in more situational and key moments. Peterson's a coach that can share all his knowledge and experience. Uh, and he's letting these guys know that if you want to make it, you want to have a career that, you know, you, you have to eat, sleep, breathe it. I mean, that's, that, that's part of it. You know, you, yeah. Granted you're a, you're a student athlete, you're a college student, you got to take care of the academics, but the football side of it, eat, sleep, breathe it, take care of yourself. And you know, it's more than just those game days. The work comes first, and, and think about it. And I've heard Billy Napier say this before. You know, football is that sport where practice time severely outweighs the game time. And it's not like other sports, you know, where you have 80 games, 160 games, get, you know, series of games. Football's not like that. So much more practice than there are on game days. You want to show up on those 12 games? You know, the, you only get promised 12 games. But so much prep goes in. To compare it to other sports when you compare practice time to game time. So, look, there are things you can do to get better in every aspect that will put you on a path to sustain success. And Peter, can share, he can share that better than, better than anyone, what he's been through. He can share that better than most with a successful college and pro career and now rising in the coaching ranks. So I like Peterson embracing that role of, of being more than a coach. You know, with his experience, he can take it much further because of the success of his, you know, his, his successful path, a mentor of how to do it right. 
That doesn't mean every player that, that, that comes through will and that is coached by him will, will, will make it to the NFL, but they're going to get that type of effort from him. He knows what it takes. He can share all that, all that knowledge. One player, of course, we hope he can share it with. It was brought up and share all that right away because we get one more chance with Britton Cox right here. We need to see an evolution. We need to see the next step from Britton Cox. Look, and Cox admits he has some pressure to live up to that five-star recruit reputation. Gets one more season to prove that. You heard Peterson say he's got the skill set. Needs to be more polished. You'll hear Britton Cox say those same things. But first, here's Cox on why he decided to return, decided to come back from Florida for one more season in the orange and blue. Um, I just felt like I had more to do. Um, last year was tough for me because of my foot. So I just felt like I had more in the tank and more to prove. And I'm going to um, try to beat the sack record this year, 13. So. Did you put in like draft paperwork? I know underclassmen can do that. So did I put in did draft? Did you put in like draft paperwork? Just so you can get like a grade from the draft. Is that still a thing? Oh uh, yeah, I did. They gave me a third round grade, I think, third, fourth round grade. But you know, I feel like I was better. I feel like I can do more. So I decided to come back. Did you ever 100% on the foot last year? No, not at all. I mean. I tried to play like it, but that wasn't the case. <clears throat> where, are you, where are you at now? You have time to kind of rest it and, and rehab and do stuff. Oh, I'm doing much better, much better um, with movements and just coming off the edge. You know, it feels better. But yeah, I'm better than last year, a lot better. That's good to hear. Remember, um, there was that ridiculous report from uh, the Georgia side of things that basically Britton Cox wasn't going to be able to play last year, or if he did, it wouldn't be much, and it'd be later on in the season. He played pretty much every game last year. But you'll hear him say later on the injury was no excuse. Uh, but he did play with it. You know, credit to him. It certainly it did play a factor. But it wasn't everything. You'll hear him admit to that later on. But look, in playing that position and trying to come off the edge, planning, engaging in offensive linemen, there's a lot of force <laughs> on an injured leg. And a lot of a lot of positions in that are, are like that in football. So but you know, of course, looking at it from the position he plays, you can see why you know a, a leg injury would would slow him down a bit. Never really, and he was never 100% last year. So, you know, of course, we, we, we reported on it a good bit that he was injured a bit last year, but he was going to take part in fall camp. He, he, he played through the injury. So credit to him to, to try and power through it. I'm glad he got his opportunity in, in a public setting to discuss why he wanted to come back. He admits some things in some of the sound bites we're here coming up as well. But go back. Uh, to what he said right here. First, his goal of wanting to set that sack record. He has that number 13 etched into his mind. That number that Gator great Alex Brown set in 1999. And no, could go back. That included that incredible five-sack performance versus Tennessee that season. Brenton Cox needs to become that. Go be a force all season long. Go be a force in the biggest game of the season. Improve on that third, fourth round grade that you received from the NFL. Certain, certainly a chance to do that. Certainly a chance to do so. Many players would have went ahead and jumped at that opportunity of a third, fourth round grade. But credit to Cox for coming back, wanting to improve, and do it at Florida. He probably could have transferred somewhere else and, and, and tried this as well. Go back to last year, seven of his eight and a half sacks in the last five games of last season. So he ended the season on a higher note. But now, when part of the next step, part of the evolution, is we need to see it the best versus the best of the competition in a more consistent basis. 
And I go back to how much of a how much of a positive effect do you think coaching was the last couple of seasons? I mean, this is part of the worst, you know, the stretch of bad defense we've ever seen at the University of Florida, especially since Florida's become a national power. How much positive effect do we really think he was getting out there on the field? Now, was he part of that? He gets into it. He, he'll admit it, of course, but there wasn't much positive effect from Todd Grantham in that defense. I know many want to label Cox a disappointment so far. He takes ownership in that aspect as well. You'll hear about that in just a few minutes. But I'm going to give these uh, – you've heard me say it before. I'm give, uh, some, some pass to these defensive players – because of the coaching aspect on that side of the ball. But there is improvement that needs to be made from the players as well. Where does Brenton Cox want to improve? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I always had the confidence, you know, uh, just coming off the edge so much, you just feel like nobody can stop you, you know. And, you know, that showed that Florida State game when I had four sacks. It showed the UCF game when I ended up with, like, four tackle losses. So my first step is really good, but I feel like I got more to prove and more to, like, show people because I can do more than just come off the ball hard, you know. I can give you a move, too, after that. So, yeah, I'm just here to show it, show it all. Most definitely. You know, it's, that's what being a um, three-dimensional player, you know, you can set the edge, drop and pass, and rush the passer. So I feel like all of that just comes with strength and knowing what you're doing. And over this offseason, I've been lifting a lot, getting a lot stronger. So um, hopefully I'll do a better job this year. So get healthy, get stronger, know what you're doing. He did some good things last season. He did play better than the year before. I know not at the level of needed consistently, but hopefully it's a build-up to that point. And we saw the week before spring practice started, <clears throat> this past spring practice, where you know, he was working out over spring break. And that's, and that's one small step in, in doing the right things and, and trying to improve his game instead of, uh, a, in a way, like a college student probably should. You know, I would have not criticized him one bit if he wanted to go and, and party <laughs> for, for spring break, but he wanted to go work out instead, improve his craft instead. So, you know, I'll praise him for doing the little things that, you know, that can help him become the player we all want to see. He wants to prove he can be more than just a pass rusher. He wants to show all three phases of that jack position. He's a good pass rusher. He showed that last year. We've seen him drop back in coverage a bit. But we know that next big step, the thing that is pointed out the most for Brenton Cox is being better in run support, setting the edge along with that. He hopes to get that part figured out. From all accounts, he's showing progress this spring. Louisiana's defense under Patrick Tony was really good in setting the edge from a defensive end position and the outside position. So that needs to translate into Cox doing the same this year. Not trying to make the big play, not trying to just get sacks. There are times when setting the edge is just your job. You may not make the tackle. You may not really be in, be in on the play, but you're setting it up for a teammate to be setting it up for a teammate to make that play. That's what NFL teams want to see. It's what the fan base wants to see right now. 
to take that next step. He realizes that I'm glad it's a focus. He knows that it's a focus this spring to get better in that regard. So one big, big critique of Brenton Cox. And you guys know it is a, the, at least the look of it just by watching on TV of him taking plays off. Well, he admits to doing so. I can't make every play, but the ones that I could have gone hard on, you know, I, I took off. And I could honestly say I took off a couple plays, but I'm here to make it up. How much that was just dealing with your foot and, and having to play through pain and saying, I need to take this play off to try to play five more plays? Uh, yeah, but it's all, it's all I want to. It's all mental. You know, you got to fight through a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm not the only one out there fighting, so I shouldn't be the only one out there, not be the only one out there running to the ball. So it's all good. You know, it's a learning experience. I'm here to do it better this year. There you go, Gator fans. And like I said in one of the last episodes here on Gators Breakdown, I hate questioning effort. But we, we, we saw it too many times out there from this defense. We saw it from Brenton Cox. And good on him for admitting it. In this situation, not using the injury as an excuse for it. We all saw it. And while improved, that's inexcusable. He knows that. He's admitting to it. He's taking ownership. Not only do we need, kind of going back to the last episode a bit, accountability from the coaches to the players as far as discipline and all that, but first, accountability from the players to themselves. We've heard about it so far from different coaches and players so far. This is the fans really want to see because many still believe, I, I, I do, but the potential is still there for Brenton Cox. And I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, Players can develop. Players can get better. We like to just grade them and, and put, a, put a grade on them by what we've seen so far. And, no, oh, he's terrible. He'll never be at that level. Guys get better. No matter what you think of players from the last regime, there will be ones that play much better in this defense. The best thing Cox said was it was a learning experience. He's getting older. And... You know, he's been here for a lot longer in college football than he probably thought he would be. But going back the, earlier this week, he got a little bit of face-to-face time with some NFL scouts at Pro Day this week. So, you know, that's one angle. That's making an impression. He's got to improve in a couple areas. Effort. That's number one I think the fan base wants to see. And then that effort will translate into setting the edge, playing better in run support, being a more consistent pass rusher. One way he can take that next step is playing in a new defense. As I've said, I think that will help all 11 players on the field. How does Brent Cox see his role in this new Patrick Tony defense? The goal is still the same, um, to get after the quarterback cause havoc. But, I mean, as far as technique-wise, you know, I'm a little tighter. I'm in a tight five instead of a loose nine. So it's, it's, a, it's a big difference when using your hand comes into play. Um, it's, everything's a lot quicker. So just getting used to that. But it's nothing nothing I haven't seen before. I actually played this defense in high school. So I'm pretty um pretty familiar with it. So good he's got some familiarity with I mean gotta go back a bit <laughs> to his high school days, but it does sound like he'll be playing tighter to the offensive tackle, not as wide as, as he did in the past. I'm eager to see how that translates uh, into some of the new techniques that are being taught towards him. Here's the hoping all these changes and, and the self motivation. 
plays out for Brenton Cox this last go around for him. He's one player I'm excited to see in this new defense. I think there's some untapped potential there. And I'm not saying we're going to see it, but it's there. Uh, And hopefully this new staff can unlock it. He's gotten better. But we all want to see that certain level that needs to be hit. Hopefully Mike Peterson. Hopefully Patrick Toney. Dewey Napier can unlock that for Brenton Cox. All right, one more little soundbite here before we sign off right here on Gators Breakdown. And this is Mike Peterson on who would probably be the main backup right now to Brenton Cox. And that is one Antoine Powell. Guy's explosive, man. He's, he's, he's powerful. He's explosive. Um, and, and he's a great kid. Real quiet. Um, I'm trying to get him to be a little more vocal. I kind of I jumped on him a little bit today out there. You know, so I, it was good for him. He, he kind of, the thing about it, man, they're all good kids. You know, you know, that's one thing you always worry about as a new coach coming in. How can I coach the kid? You know, Cox the same way. And, I, and you know, I, my style, I'm, I'm really, really demanding on them guys. You know, and, and they haven't barked back. They, Sometimes they give me that look. When they get up and they, they go and line up, you know. So that's been good as, as a new coach coming in. New coach coming in. Says he gets that look. I mean, look, we know these players need <laughs> need that. We we know uh, the accountability. We know the differences that need to be made uh, right there. I, I'm glad to hear Corey Raymond said, "Look, I'm demanding." Mike Peterson look, said, "I'm demanding." I'm sure the last staff said those same things as well, but it didn't translate. Hopefully, it does now. Hopefully, there's a wake up call with these players and this new coaching staff. But going back to the position here, there's not much proven behind Brenton Cox and the candidates there are, of course, Antoine Powell and Lloyd Summerall. Summerall's been banged up a little this spring. That's opened the door for Powell to prove that he could be counted on more. So far, what, 14 games in his career, tallying about five tackles, the tackles for loss so far. So stat numbers not there so much. He'll definitely get a chance to expand those numbers coming up this season to take over for Brenton Cox when needed. I like hearing Peterson say he's explosive, and Brent Cox also uh, called him elusive, while Powell says the speed is the hardest factor in getting used to, to this game. So he's admitting that, look, the, the speed of this game is pretty fast, but then you also hear his peers and his coach say he's explosive, he's, he's, he's versatile, he's fast. Well, okay, if, if uh, other guys are saying that and you're saying you still kind of got to get used to the speed, I think that's a pretty good combination. It's like, okay. It is fast to me, but other people see him playing fast. And I wish I had some sound from Antoine Powell, but um, University of Florida and the video they sent uh, did not send it. He did talk to the media at the same time Peterson and Cox did. But uh, some quotes from him uh, that he had to say is, you know, as far as getting used to this new defense, Powell says it isn't much different, but it is the terminology. Quote, you just have to know what the name is and what to do when the name is called. So here we go. Hopefully he takes that next step, being a more vocal player out there on the field. You heard Mike Peterson reference that. And if so, you know, if he can play up to that speed, if he can play up to this explosion that other people are seeing, then Powell could be that breakout player on the skaters' defense and filling in for Brenton Cox and maybe certain situations on the field at the same time, you know, certain pass, pass down situations where you – Got to go get a sack, and you, you want to go put pressure on the quarterback, maybe even on the field at the same time as Brenton Cox or another pass rusher. So 
And hopefully Lloyd Summerall comes along as well uh, this spring, bounces back from uh, be- being banged up a bit. So, uh, like a lot of places on this defense, you have that one starter who's got the numbers, but you need some players from behind to come along, create some competition, create some depth. And Antoine Powell just – and I think we've – We've seen that explosion a bit when we've seen him on the field in the limited time we've seen him on the field. And I know uh, Lloyd Summerall uh, was on my good friend David Serdiquist's uh, Getting Swamp podcast. David got to interview him, and he said, look, yeah, there was. And no, not breaking news here and, and, and not sharing anything we, a lot of us don't really know, but there was a, there was a shift towards seniority and playing the sen- seniority card and not getting enough young guys playing time, not developing the young guys at a rate that we needed to see it at. Some wrong. Powell, part of that. Maybe not so much anymore. So hopefully those two guys can provide some depth for Brenton Cox, and when they're out there, perform. So there we go. Good stuff. Continuing the defensive side of the ball, continuing to look on – that side of the ball that needs so much improvement. I'm expecting a lot of improvement for, for this defense. We know the questions. We're getting a little bit of answers about halfway through spring practice so far. We'll get even more, hopefully, coming up this Thursday. Gator scrimmage for the first time this spring. We'll get to hear from Billy Napier right after that. So the next episode of Gators Breakdown you know what to expect. <laughs> Hopefully Billy Napier can dive into the scrimmage a bit. Uh, it will not uh, be open. To, the whole scrimmage will not be open to the media. Uh, so, yeah, that would have been nice if we get the, the, the first scrimmage, but we know what they're working on. We'll get our first look at this team in the, in the spring game coming up in a couple of weeks. But So, first scrimmage on Thursday. Billy Napier will speak right after that. So, we'll hopually hear about a lot of good coming out of the first scrimmage, but of course, still a lot of swimming, still a lot of figuring out uh, what these coaches expect, installing the game plan, installing plays, seeing where these players are at in, in the playbook. So I'll be looking forward to what Napier has to say, how much he'll share from the team's first scrimmage. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Lots out there to check out if you haven't done so yet. Q&A on the last episode with Will Miles and I. Go back and check out uh, one of the last few episodes as well with Sean Spencer, the defensive line coach, to go along with Jervon Dexter. Really, really good sound from those guys. But that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host of David Waters. You can find – wow, I'm your host of David Waters. There we go. Screw that one up. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore S-E-C. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.